0: Partridge Radio, episode three, um, get the early things off the bat, um, the, uh, Twitter account, um, at Hagelbon, the Patreon, patreon.com, backslash at Hagel, or backslash Hagelbon, no at, uh, the PayPal, uh, www.paypal.me backslash Hagelbon. Uh, my name's Trevor Strunk, um, and I'm here to talk to you about video games, um, Today I wanted to talk to you about the, um, uh, the, the indie hit, I guess, uh, you'd call it, um, Devil Daggers, uh, which was released in, um, uh, I believe 2016, although it may have been 2015, um, I should probably have my research up here, uh, but to wide acclaim, um, Rock Paper Shotgun named it their best game of 2016, um, it, Basically got incredible reviews across the board, Destructoid, um, IGN, wherever you sort of Kotaku, everyone liked it. Um, the premise of the game is fairly straightforward, and this is why it's kind of surprising that it, that it was so loved, um, even to the, the point of, like, best game of, you know, a particular year. Um, basically, there's no plot, there's no story. You're sort of this person who finds this dagger at the beginning of the game, takes the dagger... Um, and all of a sudden demons start appearing, right? And you have the power to shoot um, the fire dagger, I guess for lack of a better term, out of your hands. Um, the game is vaguely retro-inspired. Um, there's a, a, a sort of retro aesthetic in terms of the fact that it's like pixelated and, and a little weird that way. Um, but by and large, the the aesthetic is, is pretty up-to-date. It feels a little bit like um, the spirit of Quake, kind of found a modern shooter, right? Um, What's weird about, uh, or what's interesting about uh, um, Devil Daggers is that there's no, well, there's a couple things interesting. The one really interesting thing, though, is there's no win condition. Um, The point of Devil Daggers is to simply stay alive as long as possible, and it's really hard to stay alive. Um, I haven't played it for very long. I'll probably play it a lot more because it is really fun, Um, uh, but it I was only able to stay alive for 66 seconds, um, in any given run. Uh, I think the best, the best, uh, run out there is eight minutes. Um, don't quote me on that though. That was just something I saw on YouTube. I'm sure I could do more research into this, but that betrays the spirit of the uh, podcast. Um, What's so interesting about that is, of course, the the lack of win condition is that you're basically stuck in this loop, right, where you know from the start that you're going to die. Uh, you can't possibly beat the game in any way. It's sort of like um, uh, the, the idea of a kill screen, right? Um, if you've ever seen the, the, movie, the documentary King of Kong, um, this is very popularized by this, um, the idea of like, you know, playing a game so long that it breaks, um, you don't necessarily win, it's not like you can win Donkey Kong, you can only get higher scores, um, but you can get to a screen where it just like breaks, right, um, can't work anymore, you've sort of like overtaxed it. Devil Daggers is this way, although I think there's probably no kill screen to Devil Daggers uh, in the same way since it's you know, a much more modern piece of uh, software, um, but you're just playing for higher scores, you're not playing for any sort of conclusion. Um, The other interesting thing about Devil Daggers is it's very atmospheric. Um, While the game isn't necessarily scary, um, and, you know, I'll say this off the bat, not a lot of shooters are and not a lot of video games are uh, scary, but the sort of horror aesthetic here isn't really impactful in the same way you might expect it to be. It doesn't give any sort of sense of claustrophobia or fear. Um, It's kind of like a lot of the stuff on it looks like a mix between... um, you know, Lovecraft sensibilities and uh, something from like uh, Pusshead on um, uh, the um, the old Metallica shirts, right? Um, it's cool. Like it's really neat and it's fun to look at and it's masterfully done, but it's not scary. Um, the sound is very um, ambient. Uh, there's a lot of sort of like found sounds, I think in there, um, scratchings, uh, creakings, things like that. Um, but by and large, like The point of the game is not to be scared and not to be, um, troubled, but to sort of move as fast as you can, try and shoot as many daggers as you can out and live as long as you can as well. Um, one touch by any enemy kills you. Um, and the screen is usually populated by all sorts of enemies, both in front to the sides and behind you. Um, enemies will sneak up on you. They'll sort of run into you from behind. They'll attack you from any given angle. Um, and so the second, like, really interesting thing then about Devil Daggers is that it opens this question up of, and this is kind of what I'm interested in, opens this question up of, is difficulty an aesthetic? Um, now, we know this question largely from, um, or perhaps most popularly from, uh, the um, the Souls games, um, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, um, and of course Demon Souls as well, which is uh, kind of the game that started it all. Um, from, from software, uh, these games are difficult to the point that they've sort of become famous for being difficult. Um, I've written about them before. They, they are difficult. There's sort of like a very interesting series of, of um, things going on in these games. Way too much to talk about here. Um, but the problem with the Souls games in terms of thinking about whether or not difficulty is an aesthetic is there's a narrative there too and there's a whole aesthetic around the game as well besides difficulty it's not as if like you know you're not working towards anything it's not as if it's just impossibility that you're fighting against it's difficulty leading to an end game um it's an rpg right like there's level building this is like sort of like a very very difficult version of what you find in the legend of zelda or any sort of action rpg right um level building refining skills to become good enough to beat the game Devil Daggers is about refining skills, um, but it's not about levels and it's not about beating the game. It's about refining your skills so that you can get one more second of life and then be killed right away, right? Um, Right before I published this podcast, I wanted to get to one last high score and I got literally two seconds added to my high score and it felt like a victory. Um, And I don't know. It's a hard question. Because, of course, the, the thing about Devil Daggers is that it is pretty to look at on its face. It's kind of like interesting to look at. There's a fun soundtrack. It's it's cool. Like it's an interesting game visually. Um, but the real appeal is that difficulty. It's hard. It's like frustrating. It's it's really difficult. Um, and so, you know, while art has been, you know, classically difficult in this way, uh, Michael Fried writes about, um Claude Manet's work that it 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 encourages a sort of like um uh antagonism towards the viewer I'm not so sure like you can call a video game antagonistic towards the viewer a game like Calendula maybe that pushes against user um uh what's the best word user interaction user ease um but Devil Daggers isn't it I mean there's no sort of tutorial for Devil Daggers but it's very straightforward it's very intuitive um the difficulty here seems to be something like, not antagonism, but um, built-in frustration or a learning curve or a mountain to climb, right? The idea of the challenge being the point of the game, not just a, um, a happy occurrence that comes from the completion of the overall aesthetic experience. Um, and so it's limited, right? It's limited in what it can provide, Um Because on one hand, difficulty is a subjective experience, and subjective experiences, purely subjective experiences, tend to be kind of difficult to aestheticize, um, at least in any sort of formal terms. However, the fact that every single person, so here's the interesting thing I think about Devil Daggers, is that every single person has to lose. You cannot beat Devil Daggers. You could be number one on the charts or whatever, or the worldwide leaderboards, um, and be be the best Devil Daggers player in the world but every player will die in devil daggers. Um, You can play as long as you want and try and carve out extra seconds, but you cannot win. Um, And you know, there's the sort of like obvious and kind of hacky um, comparison to life there where you say like, yeah, it's just like life, right? Like you can, you can eke out an existence, but everyone dies in the end. Um, What I think is more interesting here is this idea of duration, right? Something video games bring to the fore that no other piece of art can. Um, You know, movies can, other things, other pieces of art can do this, uh, I guess. So maybe no piece of art is a little extreme. Um, But the idea that it is an interaction that is a contracted agreement between you and the game, I'll play you and we'll, you know, this agreement will be functional so long as I'm alive in the game and I keep playing, um, and you'll keep providing me content as I go along. Um, that contractual agreement is agreed upon in Devil Daggers, and then you immediately have to play that duration as sort of like an example of, I don't know, fated death, um, frustration, uh, dead-endedness, um, hoping to eke out one more piece of content, knowing in the end that there's nothing there at the other, at the other side. Um, the whole point of Devil Daggers, in other words, seems to be the duration in which you are alive. Um, it has nothing to do with anything else, like the, the sort of narrative or, or point of the game. Um, but in fact, like, the aesthetic quality of the game is about the moments in which you are able to stay around um, and interact with the game before it shuts you down. Uh, and so art doesn't actually usually do that, right? Like provide the sort of antagonism that would lead you to stop engaging with it. Um, Devil Daggers has that built in, but then of course that frustration triggers a sort of addiction <laughs> stance wherein you then pick it up even more, um, I don't know. I I think I'm a little tired um, and unable to kind of thread these thoughts together completely, but I think it's important to think through, particularly as we look at more retro games and difficult games. This idea of difficulty, of retroness, of frustration has been embedded within the games in a way that I think is very interesting and very aesthetically pointed. Um, It has to do with duration. It has to do with Um, agreement, contractual agreement, Um, and I'm not so sure it's worthwhile or, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's like a new piece of art. Maybe it's what video games have to give us. Um, I think it's something worth interrogating along as we move along. I'm interested to hear your thoughts and thanks again for listening. Um, I'll see you again tomorrow.